This is Tell Me Something Good About Retail with Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. So if I start the video that way, I'm, I've already given away the gold and I'm not really going to have a whole lot to talk about, but it, the disadvantages of that is it doesn't allow any relationship building. Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail with your host, Bob Fibbs the champion for a more human connection in retail for over 30 years as a retail doctor. Bob is the authority on brick and mortar retail across the world, who works with some of the biggest luxury brands to independent retailers of all sizes. Hey, thanks for joining me today. My guest is Nate Woodbury, a YouTube producer, speaker, and he's the producer of over 30 YouTube channels. Welcome, Nate. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excellent. Well, listen, I understand that your boys compete in the Ninja Warrior, and I think it was last year your nine-year-old son took second place. Is Am I reading that right? In the world? Yeah, for his age category, it's it's pretty fun. It's part of the, the Ultimate Ninja Athlete Association. There's a lot of gyms all over the country, a part of that, and in many other countries. There's a huge group from Australia that that flew up. This competition was in Las Vegas. Um, next year, it's going to be in Orlando. And but since my son took second place last year, he automatically qualified to go to the the finals this year too. So that's amazing at nine years old. I mean, that's that's amazing. Well, listen, tell me a little bit. I, I guess we would consider you as a serial entrepreneur. So you know, what made you decide? Uh, what was your journey to get you to the YouTube ninja, as it were, Nate? Well, I like to follow results. Um, 13 years ago, I started my company with a web design service. Um, we just created website templates for WordPress, and and it worked. My my clients were really happy. They had they had pretty websites, but I wasn't satisfied because they weren't getting any visitors to their website. <laughs> so I then created a, an SEO service to get their website ranked on Google, so they could get some traffic. And that service started working. We were getting websites ranked number one on Google, but there was no sales happening on the website. So we had pretty websites with traffic, but no sales. So I, I'm like, come on, you guys, you should know this stuff. Put a put a promo video or something on your website so you can sell something. So that's when I started dabbling in, in video. And that, that even helped us with our SEO service even more. To get a page ranked on Google, we had to do like, I don't know, 30 or 40 different things, including article marketing and blog commenting and everything just to build relevance for this page. Well, one of those things is we made a YouTube video. We would put that on the page. Uh, we would transcribe it, have the content below, turn that into an infographic and put that on Pinterest. Just really complicated. But then one day I noticed that over on YouTube, this video was getting 50 times more views than the whole page we had ranking number one on Google. And uh, I was kind of surprised by that, um, but I started experimenting more just to, to see if this was just a, a fluke or, or whatnot. And I started seeing it consistently. And instead of creating those 30 or 40 things to get my web page ranking, I'm just like, I can just create a video and I'll get more traffic that way. So I, I really followed those results and I started phasing out the web design and SEO services eventually completely. Um, so that was about 10 years ago that I really just started putting this focus on YouTube and it's uh, it's been so fruitful and 
you know, it, it's a, it, I've, I've refined it and evolved it as I've learned YouTube more and more, but uh, it's, it's become very powerful. I mean, to the tune of many of my clients, just from organic YouTube traffic and lead generation, many of my clients are generating seven figures annually for their business, but some of them are seven figures monthly just oh, from crap. these YouTube leads. Yeah. Is that all kitten videos or something or? No, none of them are, are kitten videos. None of them are like the videos that typically go viral. Right. Um, these are how-to videos where we just teach, we educate, we share our expertise, um, and and it pulls people in that are searching for your expertise. And then that's that's what then turns into a lead. So my clients will sell packages like coaching or consulting, or they they do public speaking. They have courses that they sell, those type of things. So. Let's say I sell, I don't know, housewares, kind mm -hmm. of a Williams Sonomish. I'm in a little Main Street. You know, traffic is not so great. We hear about live streaming and TikTok and all these other things. What do you think? Like, what could somebody do that might move them ahead in their area using some of the techniques that you do? You know, the the reality is. When, when you're using a global platform, um, you put something out there and it's there for the whole world to see. So what, what I've seen some businesses do, they have, they have a local offering in one way, but then they have a national offering in another way. I'm thinking of there was a, a piano store and he was curious about what I did. And, you know, I told him I'm a YouTube producer. He's like, what's that? So I kind of explained a little bit about my strategy. Well, they also have uh, online music lessons is one thing that they do. And, and so that's not limited to geography. They also have a piano repair side where they uh, it's it's more of like an antique restoration. So there might be a $60,000 piano that somebody will ship across the country to them and repair. So, you know, wow. there's, there's probably limits to that. But I mean, at, at least across the country. And so there's there's definitely ideas that you can come up with. They could they could teach piano repair, but no one that has a you know a sixty thousand or or whatever piano is going to try and repair that on their own. So it would get it would get traction for positioning yourself as the expert. But then when they really look into it, hey, how do I hire this company or this person to do this for me? Or how do I I need to talk to this person for some consulting? That's when they'll they'll reach out. Um, but I, I've got a Another example, there's a guy named Chad Littlefield. He sells, he sells products. He sells, it's like a kind of like a deck of cards that a lot of meeting planners use or, or leaders and businesses will use as kind of like conversation starters that they'll pass out or just to get ideas that, that really adds uh, energy and, you know, just, just makes meetings more fun. And so he'll make videos on YouTube where he'll, he'll say, what's the best icebreaker for, you know, a business meeting, you know, that might be the topic of his episode. So he'll, he'll answer that question and, and give people skills. And then he'll obviously, you know, I've got little sticky notes here that might look like his cards. He might hold it up and say, you know, here's, here's an idea. Let's go with this one. So he'll actually use those cards in his videos that demonstrate them. And, and then, you know, have, he'll have a link where people can purchase them. So there's, there's a lot of different ways. And um, sometimes you've got to be creative like that, that piano business is, you know, it takes a little bit more creativity, but there's, there's always something people are looking for online. So the answer would be find the answers. So I'm going to stay with that housewares person because I don't have a person exactly that like that, but the same idea is still there. 
because you think, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I just supposed to go and like, here's how to make a cake and make a video or uh, try to be Martha Stewart? Or would it be like, all right, we're coming into Easter. So Easter, what are problems with Easter ham, I guess? So would it be something like afraid to cook Easter ham? Here's the easy way. Would it be like that? Because I think people are looking for this. Or would I do some kind of a Google search to find out problems with Easter ham? I mean, where would somebody start? So the the first question is, what what goal do you want? What's the outcome that you're hoping for? She wants to sell more glazing stuff she sells for ham and maybe, let's say, a cooking class to do it. Yeah. So you could go to, there's a tool called the the Keyword Magic Tool. Uh, it work. It does work like magic. I didn't give it that name. The the company is semrush.com. Their their tool allows you to type in things like ham or glazing ham or something like that, and then and you can tweak a couple of the parameters, saying that I only want questions. So you would be able to find what are the questions people are asking about glazing a ham, and then you just make a, a an episode that then answers these questions. So you might find. Ooh, I like these five right here. So that could be five different episodes that you make, where you're you're teaching, you know, uh, whatever whatever that is, and then, you know, the best way really to generate a lead off of YouTube is you actually give them something else for free in exchange for their contact information. Well, this is important, everybody, because the goal is to get them out of that ecosystem. You don't own them in YouTube or Facebook or TikTok or whatever, right? That's your first thing, Nate, is get them the hell into your ecosystem. Right. So if you, they've never heard of you before, but they're, they're asking this question about the ham. Now they find you and you're teaching them. You're giving them value. And then you say, hey, I've got a free gift. It's this, it's a recipe. I mean, maybe that would fit here. So it's, um, you can just download it. It's a PDF printable recipe, um, you know, and it's got all the shortcuts in there. Go ahead and click that link below. So when they click the link, it says, yeah, um, just go and enter your name and your email of, of the place you want to send that recipe to. And, and then we we email them that recipe. Now we've got their, their email address. Um, sometimes you might have a gift. Let's say there's some type of a, a basting brush or something like that, that you can, you can say, yeah, as long as you cover the shipping costs, this is my gift to you. So, you know, let's say it's six bucks that they, they cover for the, the shipping or whatever that you send that out to them. But now you've got a lead and you know, their address, their phone number, you know, that they're a buyer cause they, they're willing to pay at least a few bucks. And so if you've got something else that that you want to promote to them i mean you continue to nurture them give them value email them another recipe that they might like and then uh, you know ultimately if you're going to sell this is what's surprising to a lot of people um it's pretty common to sell a ten thousand or twelve thousand dollar package to somebody that finds you this way on youtube so let's maybe just take this example further if you are giving consulting to you know, other restaurants or something like that, or, or I don't know, but just different business owners that you can train how to do what you do. There's obviously a lot of, of value in that. Somebody might not pay $10,000 for a glazed ham, but they would, you know, if, if you're opening up your own, 
you know, restaurant to, to sell hams at, at Christmas time or whatever that might look like, you know, that might be a, a package that you could sell. Yeah. It's a six month program. We're going to help you from start to finish accomplish this goal. So, well, I like that idea too, because you could then think of it as I'm going to sell a series of these. Now, going back to our wonderful ham glaze, let's just say she decides the number one thing that the keyword magic tool says, uh, most people cook it in too hot an oven and it burns the glaze. All right. So I, I'm going to title it, you know, how to glaze a ham without burning it or something. Okay, great. So I get up there. Here's how you do it. After I say, make sure it's not too hot an oven. How much time do I have to fill? Is it like I have a minute? Is there a sweet spot? Should it be, is this like an hour long? Am I padding with all kinds of other stuff? Because one thing I noticed with Google is, you know, when I do a search now, it'll bring me to a YouTube, like it'll just bring me into 72 seconds or whatever, and that's your answer. So if that's the case, then how do they see my end of it where I'm saying, join my club or buy this? Any tips on that, Nate? Yeah, well, th this specific topic is a tough one. When I, whenever I've seen cooking or recipe videos, they they tend to be quicker. We kind of are, are conditioned for that um, mm. th because the answer is typically you want your episodes to be about ten minutes long. Um, you know, I, let me give you an example that might be related. It, it's it's food or kitchen related. Okay, but on the topic of of how to get rid of strep throat without antibiotics. So this is something, it's it's kind of a home remedy. Okay. And if kind of the wrong way to start out that episode would just be to, to well, let me, let me demonstrate it. Say, okay, welcome back. Today we're talking about how to get rid of strep throat without antibiotics. So let's go in the kitchen and grab some fresh garlic, some raw honey, and some cayenne pepper. And when you mix that together and take that, that's going to get rid of strep throat. So if I start the video that way, I'm, I've already given away the gold and I'm not really going to have a whole lot to talk about, but it, the disadvantages of that is it doesn't allow any relationship building. I mean, they found me and then they leave, right? They got their answer and they have no idea who I am. They don't even know the credibility of this remedy. They, they don't know how, you know, the ratios or they don't know how often they should take it or if there's any side effects. So let me, um, let me, let me demonstrate a better example. Take two with the master. Yeah. Take two. All right. As we dive into this topic of how to get rid of strep throat without antibiotics, let's first discuss why we might want to consider an alternative to antibiotics. Then we're going to look at three ingredients. You probably have these in your kitchen. So we'll, we'll talk about each one of them and how each one is a natural antibacterial and a natural antiviral. Um, then we'll make it. We'll talk about dosage. And I'll wrap up this video with a story about my son when he was really young. He had a high fever and he had strep throat. We use this remedy and he had a side effect that you're going to want to know about. So let's dive right in. So just by Wait, what is that side effect, hold it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you see how I, I, my goal is to create a whole bunch of curiosity about kind of a table of contents about what I'm going to be talking about in the video. And so you could see like, yeah, this is probably going to be a 10 minute episode. You know, there, there's an appropriate amount of stuff that we're going to be talking about that's super valuable. And, I'm, and I, I would come away like, yeah, if I watch this full 10 minutes, I should know this, the, this, the answer to this question inside and out. So, Which is so much better than thinking, all right, I've got a one-minute video. I need to make it 10. In a lot of ways, you're doing kind of what we sometimes like using HubSpot, like a pillar page, or you're, you're doing it kind of like a, a blog in some ways where you have isolated it out 
and given us these scenes. So I think that certainly makes it better. What is your thought about using it like a, a teleprompter? Uh, is it better to have a teleprompter that I'm you know, trying to go through and remember, okay, so I've got this and this and this, or should I just wing it and then kind of cut it together? Or should I do it live? Is there any value to one or the other? So I highly recommend uh, just outlining your talking points, not using a script, and therefore you won't need a teleprompter. Um, and there's no reason to do it live either. And that this takes all the pressure off. So if I've got my notes in front of me um, and I think, oh, yeah, that's the title of the video. That's all I have to remember. I look at the camera and I say, hey, welcome back. Today we're talking about blank. And I give the title of the video, maybe give them, a, you know, one hook about, you know, by the end of this video, you'll understand blank. Then I pause, look down at my notes. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about garlic. All right. Look back up. All right, so, you know, and then I talk about garlic for a minute or so, pause, look down. Oh, yeah, I was going to share that that side effect, you know. Let me look back up and I just – so I'll take a step back. It takes all the pressure off of having to memorize and remember what comes next. Oftentimes, we, we jump ahead too quickly and we forget some of the things that we wanted to say. But if we know that, yeah, I'm just going to cover this one point, I'm going to, you know – wrap it up and, and put a bow on it before I move on. Then I pause, look down at my notes. It actually does several things. I mentioned it takes the pressure off during filming. It, it's, it's a game changer, but it also, it has a good cadence in the video because you're talking about one thing and you finish, and then you're talking about another thing and you finish. So it's, it works wonders for, for several reasons that way. A, another disadvantage to using a teleprompter is it takes a, a huge amount of time to write a script for a 10-minute episode. Uh, for me, if it's something I know inside and out, I talk about it all the time, then I might be able to write a script in about an hour for a 10-minute video. I, I'm kind of a perfectionist with words, um, and it, that's a lot of brain power. Like, it's it's mentally exhausting. If it's a lesser uh, – it's a, a topic that I don't talk about as frequently. It might take me a couple hours just to write one video script now I that's what stops people right because oh, you start oh, totally. to catastrophize it like oh I've got to have all this and I've got to do all that and then you just say well I, I don't need to and mm -hmm. I think what you're saying is um, there are ways to get through it yeah that don't feel but that way there there's there are a, there's a place for a teleprompter that's when you're making a promo video a, a promo video you're taking somebody on kind of an emotional roller coaster, this journey, and you want to have your wording perfectly. You want to, you know, practice it and rehearse this script and get it just right for the commercial because the commercial might be 30 seconds long or, or 90 seconds long, right? It's, um, but what we're talking about is something that when people are watching, they don't feel like they're being pitched to. You're not selling things. It's, it's not a promotion. You want it to be more conversational. So if you need to pause for a minute, look to the side and think about the right word and then look back at the camera and say it, that's what we do when we're having a real conversation with someone. Um, most of the time we're looking right at the camera. So when people are watching the video, there's this eye contact being made and and it's, it's a real relationship builder. That's another nice. reason why you want a 10 minute video versus just a quick answer like a short or a TikTok video. Um, if they're watching you and getting advice from you and feeling like they're having a conversation with you, um, this happens when, when somebody sees you, you know, out in public or, or at some event or something, they recognize you, they come, they feel like they know you. Um, it's, it's pretty cool how that works. I like that. So then would you then take that same video and you would put it into TikTok and Instagram and 
Facebook, it seems like you're really sold on YouTube as your number one goal here. Well, what, what I'm sold on is knowing how to use a platform to get a specific result. So what we're talking about is how to use YouTube specifically to generate a lead. Um, if you know how to use TikTok to get a specific result, then TikTok can be a great platform. I, I have a friend that makes uh, one-minute videos for Facebook that generates a lot of revenue. And the way that she generates revenue is it, it's a recipe video. It's food. And she, she oh. gets a lot of traffic from Facebook to her blog that then she has lots of advertisements there uh, to the tune of, of seven figures. She's done really well with it. Like at Twitter, complete different platform. LinkedIn, complete different platform. Uh, LinkedIn is a great, great place for lead generation. But if you were just to take uh, YouTube videos and repost them on LinkedIn or take snippets of it and repost it, that doesn't work because LinkedIn is more of a text platform and LinkedIn needs a lot more interaction. There's actually community and conversation, feedback and reviews. So you basically need to know what the formula is for each platform in order to get results on it. So what we're talking about is specifically the formula for YouTube. You need to make a video that follows this format, but another platform, if, it, if video does well, you've got to make video that fits their formula. Excellent, excellent. We are going to continue in just a minute after our break from SalesRx online retail sales training. Hey, it's Bob again. I'm not only your host, but also the founder of the SalesRx online retail sales training program. How many sales that should have been yours walked out your front doors today? You know, with shoppers being more discerning about where and when they shop, you need to convert more lookers to buyers. And SalesRx is the perfect solution to make training memorable. It's bite-sized, it can fit easily into your schedules. Don't tell me you don't have time to train. If you can give them time to take a break, you have time for them to train. Now the training builds from some of the quickest ways to engage shoppers to the most advanced. Everything is planned so you can implement your sales training program with a click of a button. And there's a reason we're on four continents training thousands because SalesRx is scalable. Everybody learns the same new skills that will grow your sales. In fact, 83% of users report a double-digit increase in their sales within six months. Wouldn't you like that to be your story? Visit SalesRx to learn more and set up a call with me to see how we can help. That's S-A-L-E-S-R-X.com. Now back to the broadcast. We're back with Nate Woodbury. Thanks so much for joining us. And we've been talking a lot about YouTube, the video part of getting your word out. But uh, you've written a book. What What are some secrets that you discovered as you were sharing your, your book, Nate? Well, yeah. So I the strategy is I've been refining it. I've had this book idea for years, not making a whole lot of progress. So two years ago, I just came to the realization I need help. So I hired a ghostwriter. Uh, I had to go through two ghostwriters. The first ghostwriter, kind of kind of afraid to admit how much I spent. I, I hired this guy for $40,000. And um, he helped with a couple of things. He helped me really organize the structure, kind of the flow of the book and get all the ideas in my head into some order. Um, but when it came down to it, he wasn't a very good writer. <laughs> so I, I was fi finding myself rewriting stuff and I'm like, this just isn't working. So I thought I was going to finish it myself. 
and ended up uh, having to, to find another ghostwriter. And that worked really well. He could write in my voice. Um, we could talk about ideas and he could put it down. And I'm like, yeah, those are my words. This sounds like me. This is great. So finally, a two-year journey got the got the book published. And there's a lot of steps in that in that journey that were that were kind of unexpected. But uh, now that I've done it, it now I'm working on book two now. So okay, and so the the whole idea of influence on YouTube. Do you start with the idea that I've got to kind of generate this community and I've got to really find who I am by sharing that, and then that influence leads to a sale? Because we all know those Shamwalk, Sham, Shamwa, whatever the commercials, you know, the guys like, hey, and this does this and OxyClean and all that kind of thing, which you could be tempted to do with your store and say, oh, well, I just need to get something out. But has, has video changed in the 13 years since you've started? Is there a different way we're supposed to look at it and use it? Well, I would say that there's two different directions that that you can go. the The direction that I've been talking about um, kind of requires me to to give my own definition of of influencer or influencer, um, because just being a celebrity, oftentimes people think, okay, they're an influencer. They've they've got millions of fans or something like that, and so if they promote your product or something, you know, that they're going to influence people to buy it in that regard. Um, for me, it's more than just celebrity status. It's actually being able to influence somebody for good, like make a difference in their lives. So, you know, I think about Nicolene Peck. She's a parenting expert. She'll, uh, a few years ago, I, my wife and I attended her three-day event, and it really transformed the way that we parent. You know, the way that, uh, like one of her video titles is how to get your kids to listen without yelling, to really think that, you know, my last resort, I'm at wit's end, kids aren't listening, I've got to yell, now I've got other steps to get there. And so it's really just transformed the dynamic of our home and I can look back at, wow, Nicolene really influenced my life. So when you have the ability to to do that, whether, whether it's by helping somebody have a paradigm shift and so now they can go the right direction, they're stuck and they can help them get them un- unstuck. Um, so when, when, when we're talking about questions, people are searching for questions, that means that you have knowledge, you have experience or expertise that they are looking for. And ultimately, you're going to get their information to see like, okay, where are they? Where do they want to go? Because I can help them get there. I can really make a difference in influencing their lives. Okay, so that's, that's one direction. So the other direction, when you're talking about a product especially, is uh, think about the company Blend Tech. I don't know if you've heard of them. There's, there's two uh, blender companies, like if you're going to make a green smoothie or something in a blender, there's Vitamix and there's Blendtec. And Vitamix has been around for, I think, well over 100 years. Really expensive, yeah. Where, yeah, and they're, they're pretty expensive. So is Blendtec. Blendtec, though, is a brand new company, like, for, like relatively speaking. Uh, it might be a decade or two, I don't know. But uh, in the early days, let's say 10 years ago, they, they put out a series on YouTube called Will It Blend? And oh, they, yeah. They right. Put, yeah. You, if you remember that, that's awesome. So they would put in like a, a phone, part, crazy a, a stuff. Phone. Yeah. They put in an iPhone. Well, an iPhone blend and they would make a video and show it. And those videos really took off because it has that viral uh, characteristic. Or then they would put in some fireworks and some matches together and turn on the blender and see what would happen. So they, they made hundreds of these videos. 
that that took their their company completely out of obscure you know they were unknown and they came out of obscurity and now they're they're just as as popular of a brand as as vitamix so those are two really contrasting examples it's not to say one is better than the other it's just a different approach it's like if i've got a product that i can do something like that with it's fun um it's it's viral it's shareable like oh look what this guy did with his phone or look what this it's just it's it's shareable whereas if i have a question about something about you know whether it's parenting or whether it's you know how to invest in in real estate with bad credit or whatever that expertise is that's not necessarily something that's going to go viral um here's a way of of looking at it with with kind of the more viral strategy the more entertaining type content uh it's it's possible and necessary to get millions of views to really have an impact if you get millions of views which it, it is possible but you've got to be more sensational um typically uh, and i've i've quantified this if you're talking about youtube ad revenue if you make if you get a million views you'll typically make ten thousand dollars um, when you're making educational how-to content that leads people to your expertise you typically only need about a hundred views to make ten thousand dollars so i mean drastically different type of goals there but they they work both of them work depending on what you what you're aiming for yeah, and I think trying to come up with a viral video on your own in this day and age, I mean, there's not, I don't think there's much we haven't seen online, and I can only imagine it's even harder to uh, to be the first to think of something, right, Nate? Well, we're getting close to the end of our time together. I, I heard you speak uh, about a month ago, and you talked about the difference between the tree theory, I think it was, or tree analogy and the leaf strategy can you kind of give us an overview of that because i think that's really a, a really strong way to understand this in an easy way yeah definitely i because i've taught keyword research for many years on picking these questions um but in, then i came up with this tree analogy and that kind of got the light bulb to turn on and everyone that i was sharing it with that it, that it made sense so if you picture a tree it's got a broad trunk that goes out to branches and and ultimately ends up in the leaves the broad trunk would it represent your core area of expertise, where the branches are all the different ways you could categorize it, um, and then the leaves represent the very specific questions that people are asking. So the point of this uh, little symbol of a tree is we don't want to make videos on our trunk, you know, or our branches. We want to go really, really specific out to the leaves, and it's some of the examples I've given you, how to get rid of strep throat without antibiotics. I, I, I was trying to count that there, but I messed up. It's either eight or nine words. Um, that's, that's a long specific question. So strep throat might be the trunk of the tree or antibiotics or, you know, but if, if, if you really go specific, um, that tool that I mentioned, the keyword magic tool, uh, they do have a free trial, and I believe the link that I set up for that is Hero Keyword Tool. Um, so Hero Keyword Tool should give you a free trial that you can just go and type in. Uh, by the way, I think it's .com, herokeywordtool.com. You can just type in uh, an idea or what the trunk or branch of your tree might be, and then you just hit the questions button, and it will tell you all of the, the questions, and you can even specify word count saying uh, only show me questions that have at least eight words in it that's usually where i start is eight words um and and you'll be surprised It'll, it, it will show you 
ideas that you would have never thought of. You actually never run out of, of YouTube topics using that tool. So it's great. That's the key. And I appreciate you spending time with us today unpacking how we can get more visibility and really target YouTube as the powerhouse that it really can be for us. Uh, I ask everybody on our show. So tell me something good about retail, Nate. You know, we're, we're in an age where online is uh, dominating. I, I, I do so much online shopping, but there's just, there's just some things that you just want to have an experience and want to go, go to retail. And I, the thing that came to my mind um, that comes to my mind right now is I have the hardest time gift shopping online. Like if I'm trying to come up with a gift idea, but if I if I go if I go to a physical store, there's just so much around me that I can see and I can feel and I, I know the price right there and it's convenient. I don't have to wait for shipping. Um, so that's that's an area where I always I always go retail. I love that. Well, tell us, Nate, how can we find out more about you and your services and obviously at least one of your 30 YouTube channels? <laughs> well, uh, you can find me on my own YouTube channel, Nate Woodbury. Um, you can find me on Amazon as well or, or Audible. Just type in Nate Woodbury there. And if, if you actually want uh, a free the free plus shipping type model that we described earlier of my book, so this is the printing cost and the shipping, but no profit to me, you can go to natesyoutubebook.com. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us today, my friend, and uh, continued success. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Tell Me Something Good About Retail with Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doctor. As a listener, you can receive free information and guides when you visit retaildoc.com and sign up for our exclusive weekly newsletter. Thanks for being with us. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. To virtually bring Bob to all of your crew and associates, check out www.salesrx.com.